also uh, Kiddush Hashem. It should be a tremendous place for the community that everybody could get together. Anoshim, Anoshim, two different nights. That everybody can come together for Allah Osiris. You probably heard from your wife, if your wives were here last night, and I hope they were. If they were not, they should get a copy of the recording. But uh, there are many, many topics that one can choose to dissect and to detail in terms of things we have to work on. There's one such topic in the Rabbanim uh, met about this a few weeks ago, and one topic which is almost never spoken about because it's taboo, because people get very nervous and defensive, is the topic of sneeze. And again, if you heard from your wife, last night all the men were very enthusiastic that uh, the women should definitely be told about sneeze. Why the men called in? So uh, I'm going to try to speak as straight as possible as with all the other chashavarabonim. What I heard from the women and from the Rebbitzins is that although the Sahara is naturally built in when that's your main objective in life, the saying goes, what Tamatari is for men, Sneas is for women, and there's obviously a struggle, and in our generation there's a very difficult struggle, and in many areas it's being lost. Lost by people who never trample on the halacha and are keeping it the diktuk in terms of the shiurim, but the whole surah doesn't look right. And everybody here knows what we're talking about. And many of the women say, I know the men will get slightly annoyed that that's just an excuse, but uh, I believe, and the Rebbitsons believed, and I think they have more of a day of perhaps than the Rabbanim, certainly myself, that practice like this, where a from a Yaakov girl will be keeping the nitty-gritty of the halacha, perhaps basically or just a thought, but there's something wrong with the whole surah, and it strikes you as something that uh, leaves a little bit to be desired in the state's department, and it's too eye-catching. And the complaint of the women is that they would really try to raise the bar, but their husbands enjoy it, encourage it, and they're proud when they walk out with their wife, and it's eye-catching. Of course, the few husbands I told that to hotly denied it. But it's not shy of that so many women could be misnavin, the signal effort, and uh, the men have no shaitas. Which is the reason why we're called here tonight. The battle for Sneas is not going to be won by the women alone. It needs the men's support and encouragement. Just like the battle for Asmadu Tamatera is not won by the men alone. They need their wife's encouragement. The marriage. Which one has to encourage in the area that needs constant physic, and this is such an area, especially in our day and age, where people can afford to buy fancier things in cutting-edge fashion, and it's becoming, if not becoming, it has become a tremendous problem. And let's not the public, the reason why it's so harsh that all we're all together is that nobody can say, well, this rabbi happened to speak, there's a big kanoi about this, but the other rabbi are probably more makers. You're going to hear tonight 
that we all have the same message, and I'm betting on that even though I don't know what anybody else is going to say. But I assume that every world was alive in this world, even our communities, our home communities, recognizes that there's a tremendous problem here. And if the problem is not spoken about, then it's rarely spoken about because it's taboo. And if it's not spoken about, if I may have asked them to come up and they would say, it couldn't be so bad, well, I've never said anything. How bad can it be? And not only is it a destructive force in terms of a bar in terms of a walking mitchell. You'll say, it's a walking mitchell, but it's my wife, it's not me, it's you. If you don't put your foot down, again, we're not trying to create shalom by the problems of here. But if you don't put your foot down, now you can hide behind the Rabbanim and say, well, this is Rabbanim demanding that we raise the bar, we raise the, uh, the Madrid here. But if the foot is not put down in a nice way, and there aren't Honduras, and there are common sense approaches to how to do this. Just one example that the reticence were told by the women. This is real time. I don't make this stuff up. Other women said that if they would feel a little more secure, their husbands would compliment them more on how they look. When they dress more sneezdick, they wouldn't have to push the envelope. That means the husbands, or general husbands, are lacking in this, and that we don't compliment enough. And complimenting in a Gashmistika realm is, is Ruchnius also. To compliment how, how nice you look and how proper you look, and it looks so nice, it looks so harsh, and you look nice despite the fact that you're in style and you're very sneezdick. And women say they don't hear any of this, they just follow what it says in the magazines, and they just push and push and push, and the husbands smile. So they assume that this is what the husbands like, and this is what they enjoy, and they're certainly catching everybody else's attention. And this problem is growing and growing. And not only is it a problem of Yalacha, not only is it a Mishra, not only is it a Barbashas Arabim, and it can lead to serious, serious Mishraim, it's also a lack, causes a tremendous lack of Siyat Hashemayim in the home. It's clear. The Vashem Tiyu is a, uh, a focal point of Yiddishkeit. It says, Many times the Chumash Tashkina is only in places where there's Kedusha. Hayyam Machanach HaKadosh is by the army. The Jewish army fighting. And Hashem warns them, if you don't have extra Kedusha in the army, you're not going to win the battle. So I'm not going to be there. So you want to drive away Rahmala Sani, you want to drive away the Shechina, cut corners and sneeze. And Rahmala Sani, you drive away the Shechina, so then we wonder, why is Panasa not going? And why is there a lack of uh, shifa for Ruchnis in the house? And why are the children, especially the girls, although the boys will look for girls like their mother, why are the girls uh, looking to push the agenda further? That's what happens. If they see in their mother, they'll take that, and they'll go one step further. And then we get calls from parents crying, what happened to my daughter? Why does she want to dress like this? They don't see it. They're doing the same thing. They're just they're, The kids are going a little bit further. And they don't, they don't see it. So, Chumash promises if you want to drive away the Shina, you will act in a way which causes lack of Kedusha in the environment. And that's the problem we're dealing with. The people are looking for Eitzes and schoolers and how to bring Kedusha in the home and how to have a school for Panasa and how to have a school for Chinuch Abanim and Chinuch Abanis. They're looking for all these things. And the Chumash says, Beferish, how to find it. I think they can still hear me anyway, no? Okay. Fine. So the purpose of the gathering tonight is to focus on this. We're not going to go into such great detail because that's more for the women. It's probably not sneistic to go into such detail. But everybody here, Kalana Chacham and Kalana Nevenim, we know what doesn't look right. And deep down, we know what the right way to go. It's just, what is that? My wife's department. What does that have to do with me? So the first message of tonight is it has everything to do with you and you're here for the decision-making process in the house. And the man, at the end of the day, is responsible for the tzniyas of the wife and the daughters and the hashkafah zachayim of who the sons want to marry and what their mishpachas are going to look like.
That's the um, introduction. I would um, say that after we hear the uh, five or six mini drushes tonight, don't just walk out inspired. It's a few days before Yom Kippur. Your wives heard about this last night. We're going to hear about this tonight. Discuss this with your wives in the next 24 hours and make some concrete decisions. Forget the fact that I'm not so yeshivish, I'm not so from it, it's not do yeshivish, not do a from, not do a siddish, nothing to do with anything. It has to do with you want more slach in every category that you're going to daven for in your kippur. Panosa and gezunt and machas and the kindle and everything you want to daven for. And the Torah says time and time again, one of the cornerstones, one of the secrets is sneers. And without accusing anybody of, uh, although I've seen already in this neighborhood, people who were beyond halacha, any, any shadow of that, any shita. Let's leave that aside. Let's assume everybody's doing the right thing down to the centimeter. But you've got to look at the whole Syria. You've got to look at the, at the picture of who you're trying to please, who you're trying to attract. And the husbands have to send the message to the wife that uh, it's more pleasing in my eyes and you look nicer when you look like somebody who sorry men would be proud of. And the second message is I would appreciate if you don't dress like that because when you attract other people's attention, that's not what we're here for. And you could dress like that in the house. And Bechadji Chadami is trying to attract my attention. Vizehu. And that's the message that has to come across from such an Asifa, but it has to be taken care of Dafka before Yom Kippur. Okay. So this is not a topic that I'm particularly comfortable speaking about. I don't think too many people are. And on the rare occasions when I do, it's usually because students say, we have questions. I remember one time I was speaking to a class, explaining the idea is not to draw attention, shouldn't be all heads turn when someone walks in the room. And one young lady raises her hand, and she mentioned that she likes to go to the beach. And she wears her shirt and her skirt, regular clothing at the beach, and everybody stares at her. Now for her, by the way, this was a tremendous accomplishment. You have to know where she was coming from. She wasn't from a home where that was a rebellion. It was a rebellion, because the rest of the family went in their bathing suits. And she asked me very seriously, should I wear a bathing suit? Because that way nobody's going to stare at me. And here I am in my regular clothing, and they're all staring. And obviously the answer is no. This is probably one of the very rare cases when sneers and drawing attention to yourself come together. Because usually those are completely the opposite concepts. And in her case, telling her not to go, that wasn't the answer. That's not where she was at. So for her, this actually was a tremendous, tremendous madrego. But the main point is that it's about not drawing attention to ourselves. As Rabbi Weiner spoke about very importantly, women can't do this without support. But I think there's another kind of support that women have to have as well. They can't feel, oh, Sneus is another thing being imposed on us. Us meaning us women. Sneus in many very real ways is for men and for women. And that's what I'd like to speak about for a couple of minutes. Because if we bring more tzniyas into our lives, not pointing fingers at our wives or daughters and saying, you know, we have higher expectations of you, but perhaps with all 
having higher expectations of ourselves, I think might accomplish double. And just maybe a piece of history, it's not a polite piece of history because we don't like to remind ourselves, but it's actually something we should be very proud of. That Sneus is one of the most amazing success stories in the Frum community in the past two or three generations. And I mean that very seriously. All the lackings and failures even that may exist. Fifty years ago, Chashiva Rebetzins didn't wear a shaito. In Litva, it wasn't done. In Germany, it wasn't done. In parts of Poland, it wasn't done. That's history. History we don't even want to know about today. Thirty years ago, from Balabustas, didn't dress the way they dress today. I, I, I know we have some new challenges today as well. But I mentioned that we have made incredible progress. Incredible progress in the past two and three generations in America. So, A, we should appreciate that. But more importantly, we should use that as a paradigm for realizing that when the community sets its mind, puts something front and center on the agenda, we can really accomplish amazing things. We can do incredible things that nobody thought possible. Even in circles today with Sneos isn't so strong. <laughs> Young women get married, of course they're putting a hat on their head. It's a given in places where I am so thrilled to hear about it. And that's amazing. It's an amazing thing. Doesn't mean it's perfect, but it's amazing progress. But the word Sneos has an application in Tanakh, which I think we forget. Hatsneya let us imelokethe. To be humble before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's not just about clothing. That's about what's inside of us. And I think that's something that across the Frum community, in every Matana, in every smaller town and community, we are losing track of, we have lost track of, in a very big way. Our conspicuous consumption is so noticeable that it's embarrassing. Our houses, our vacations, our cars, I don't know, fill in the rest of it, the way we spend on so many things. And I mention that because that's not separate. That's not separate at all. It's part of the same mindset of wanting to draw attention to ourselves, wanting people to look at me and say, wow. If I want someone to say, wow, when I drive down the street, why should my wife not want someone to say, wow, when she walks in a room? It's the same piece. It's the same of being humble. And it's not about clothing. It's about who we want to be. Clothing is one of the very important ways. But it's about everything. And that is, I believe, a tremendous mistake. Because if we would walk out of here tonight just thinking about, we better tell our wives to be more careful. They need to feel that we're all in this one together. Not just we're all in this because we're husband and wife or we're father and daughter. But we're all committed to personal growth in the same way. Obviously, men and women aren't the same. We're going to do different stuff. But we're committed to personal growth in the very same internal way. And if we can do that, I believe we can accomplish a tremendous, tremendous amount. And as much as it's so obvious when a woman dresses improperly what the bad results are, but when we have this other attitude of 
showing too much. I don't mean showing too much skin, but showing too much car, too much house, too much everything. Well, what, what does that do for us? Well, for those who can't, it either makes them feel dreadful or in too many cases pushes people in directions that they shouldn't be going to make money. We hear stories too often and too many of them really happen. And they're not doing that to pay yeshiva tuition either. They're doing that for the fancies, not for the yeshiva tuition. And we make people feel bad. And we not only that, but sometimes become very judgmental. Judgmental, not based on someone, oh my gosh, there's something really bad going on, we need to be careful. But because we become so full of ourselves that somebody who's not like me, I look down at it. And that, by the way, would be as inappropriate. Imagine a woman dressed very properly, thinking badly about others instead of perhaps wanting to help others. Because when we do that, we miss the whole point. Remember a couple of years ago, one of my kids played a little spoof, I don't know, uh, music, music spoof. And they had a song about some guy who's all excited, his daughter's getting married. And he called the caterer to make plans. And the caterer starts telling him these plans that uh, he, didn't, he couldn't afford, they didn't want to afford. And he finally politely tries to stop this excited caterer, telling him, can't we do something a little more modest? And he says, modest, we'll put that in the invitation, the lady should dress right. And that's not the point. It's a bit the total package of what it means for us to be people who are Hatsnei Alechas in And it means a whole change of attitude. Because anybody can change their clothing, just got to go to the right store, which is not so easy for the ladies, I understand. Got to find the right store, but when it exists. But we got to change what's inside of us. Not to want to be the center of attention not when walking into a room the head should turn, not when driving down the street, not when describing where we went. And it's the whole piece. Perhaps that's a bigger picture of Sneas. For me, it's a very important picture. I hear, I teach teenagers, and girls complain. They don't mind having rules. They wonder, but why is it only us? And I keep telling them, and I feel, I guess good saying it now, because it's easy to tell it to a girl. You've got to tell it to the guys. It's not only them. Sinaeus is for everybody. I'm not talking about men's clothing. That's a small, small issue. Tiny issue. I'm talking about the rest of life. And this, as we, right now, as Eres Yimei we can make a tremendous difference. Tremendous difference, not just in how people walk down the street, but in how people feel. Starting with how we feel. How we feel about the need to impress others, the need to draw attention to ourselves, and going together with that, of course, we will view other people differently as well. And that may sound like, what's that got to do with us tonight? I think it's got a lot to do with us tonight. Because the best method of Kiruv the best method of getting someone to want to follow what we're doing is to have them look at us and say, I want to be like that person. I respect that person. I respect what they stand for. 
So if we can work on the insides, we will be able to influence people, hopefully, not just for the insides, but the outsides. We've got to start with ourselves first. And I really think, I mentioned a moment ago, that the success that our community has with SNEAS, with establishing standards that nobody ever dreamed of would exist in this country, should inspire us. We have work to do with SNEAS, but we have work to do with so many areas. And we should use that as inspiration to realize amazing progress has been made, amazing changes have been made, and we can make that in many other areas as well, external, more importantly, internal, because the internal leads to the external changes anyway, and we can really accomplish tremendous things. And doing it together as at Seabor really gives us a strength that we might not have, not just for the ladies to put on clothing that they might have been a little awkward wearing, but for us to tone down a lot of things that need to be toned down, not just so our, our wives and daughters will feel, okay, he paid a price too, but much more importantly, because that's what we need to do. Because that doesn't happen without this, because it's all the same sneers. It's all hatsneya, lechasim elokefa, and it's all what makes us very special people. The story that Goyis Ashri brings in Bab Matiya, the Ramad rules this way in Shulchan Aruch, Ruvain bought scrap metal from a Goy. He sold the scrap metal, the whole lot to Shimon. Shimon finds underneath his gold. Ruvain hears about it, and Ruvain says, Hey, Taras Yisrael, you bought it from me. I want the gold back, it was mine. And Shimon says, Whoa, 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 you bought it from the Goy. Of anyone who has a claim to it, it would be the guy. You don't have a claim to the gold. Said Allah is, the gold belongs to Shiv. Why? Because Ruben did not know what he had. He bought scrap metal. He didn't know that he was acquiring the gold, that it should legally be his, that he should have a claim against Shimon. I never sold you that gold. And the Ishpatah says, if a person does a mitzvah, but has no idea of the value of what he's doing, he cannot reap the full benefit of what he should get. Because he doesn't know what he's acquiring. He's not going to get the gold. Shmartem es ha-mitzvahs. Shmartem es ha-matzahs. person is supposed to do mitzvahs bezrizus. He should do mitzvahs very carefully, very quickly. Because otherwise, it's like letting it be chametz. It's like matzah. You let it be chametz. No. Matzah, I understand. I don't work the dough, it becomes chametz. A mitzvah, I'll do it slowly. What's the big deal? Maral says, no, no, no. You don't understand. If you do a mitzvah slowly, you say the mitzvah is like everything else I do. It's material. It's dependent on time. And it's oilam hazeh. person who does a mitzvah quickly like matzah, you say the mitzvah isn't something of this world. This is much bigger, transcends time, much more important than time. Above time, it's something of Olam Haba, doing the Mitzvah Bizrizos, is not just how I'm doing it, but it's a statement of the value I have for the Mitzvah. It's not something subject to time. I don't want to take time to do it. I want to do it quickly. And it elevates the whole value of the Mitzvah. We have a challenge today 
everyone of transmitting our values of Torah and Yerushalayim to our children. And it's a tremendous challenge. Anyone involved in Chinuch will tell you it's a Nisoyen of our door. And we can do mitzvahs with the children and we can learn with them. But there are certain underpinnings which, if not done right, can take away the value of whatever we are teaching our children. And there are certain underpinnings which, even if we don't necessarily teach them so many mitzvahs and learn with them so much, but every couple of mitzvahs that we do, the little learning that we do, will give them the right values. And I suggest that the number one underpinning is, we'll call in English, dress code violations. A person's an attorney, comes to a court case in shorts, an important court case in shorts, him, her, doesn't matter. What's the person saying? It's not serious. All my arguments aren't serious. That's what the person is saying. So if a person comes with a dress code violation to do the mitzvah, to learn with the child, to do the mitzvah with the child, to be in the home and to show the children how a mitzvah, how Torah is supposed to be done, what are they saying about the Torah and the mitzvahs? Dress code, don't take me seriously. Ramchal writes, there are two places that we see a person's neshama, and we're different than animals. We have a neshama. You can see it in a person's face, face, a human face. You can see it in a person's hand, what a person could create. Animals can't create what we could create. Those are the only two places that both men and women can always be uncovered. Can always be uncovered. Every other part of the body which represents materialism, which equals materialism, which animals also have, it's supposed to be covered. There's halacha for men, the chakila, beginning of Shulchan Aruch, and there are details of halacha of women. What happens if a person comes to do mitzvahs showing the materialism? So what do they say? What's important here? You want to do a mitzvah that's dover with me, and then you're bringing and you're attracting attention to the gashmias when you're trying to teach ruchmias. What type of message is that to the children? Just conclude this forum explained from the Zayar, Avram Avinu corresponded to the Neshama, and Sari Meinu corresponded to the body. The Neshama, a person dances, a person learns, and the Neshama is in my head. I have the understanding of Torah, that's the man's job. Tefillah, Torah, the man's job. And what's the woman's job? It's the heart of Yiddishkeit, it's the living of the mitzvahs of Yiddishkeit. That's what Yiddishkeit is. And when we talk about Kedusha, what does Kedusha mean, as Mesil Shaman explains? It's not the thinking of Torah, it's taking physical activities and elevating them to the Rebbeinu Shalom. That's what Kedusha is. And this is the specific job of the woman. The man learns. Where's a woman's Torah? She doesn't have it. Her job is to elevate the goof, elevate the body, elevate the materialism to the Rebbeinu Shalom. And one of the primary ways and challenges of a woman is to cover her body, cover her materialism in a way that what shines forth from her is only the neshama. We come to do mitzvahs. Only the neshama should be presented. We want to transmit the values of Kedusha, of Torah and Tfilah to our children. In the home, the children have to see, out in the street, the children have to see that the neshama is the important part, and that's what's important. And the materialism isn't what we're making such a big deal about. I spoke about it in my shul around a year and a half ago. I was talking about the dresses, 
they're just barely to the line, the halacha is. It has to be every normal position that the knees are covered. So I was walking with my son afterwards, the Pirchei, eight-year-old boy, and he turns to a woman walking in the street and he says, Tati, is that what you were talking about today in your drasha? The Rebbeinu should help us. That we should all be zaycha to have kedusha in our homes, and our homes, and ourselves, and our wives should always be projecting our neshamas. And when we do mitzvahs, we should be projecting the neshama, which we all know is the important value. And we should be zaycha to have the maxim of taiva, and be zaycha that our children should all follow in the derech Hashem. in our community. It's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem, this Asifa. The Rabbeinu Yehudah brings down that any Asifa that's for Chizuk, for Klau Yisrael, for Chizuk Atoira, is Kiddush Shem Shemayim. And there's another Kiddush Shem Shemayim here. That Baruch Hashem in our community, all the Kehillahs can come together and sit in here, Divrei Torah and Divrei Musa from the Rabbonim. In the schus of this tremendous Kiddush Hashem, the Rabbonim Shalom should give me the right words. In the few moments that I have, Ravina said it's mini drushes. But a mini drush depends on what your regular drush is. So I don't know what a mini drush exactly. I, I will try to be Mekatsa Rabbi Yisai. I just want to, before I even start, that I am not talking halacha tonight. Not halacha. I'd like to share with everyone a Meridika Sameach. I said it over in Shul, but I feel it's very relevant to what, to what we're speaking about today. A few weeks ago, Agoyim Rav Zilberstein said over in his shir, in Bnei Brach, that he was asked a question, a shayla, that he's asked many times, and it's really has no shayches to the Dalit Helke Shulchanor, it's the fifth Shulchanor. What was the shayla? Someone asked, I live in a place where most of the residents are Mechalei Shabbos, an irreligious community. I don't have the money. My children see Chilul Shabbos constantly. How much do I have to go into Chavis to be able to move over to a, to a nice community? In Abraham, in Shalayim, <coughs> other communities. It's not a Din Shukhanah. But Rav Zilberstein said over a Merdika Ursameh. There's a Tesefta in the Goyim. The Tesefta says that the din of Ben Seir a child that steals meat and wine at the age of 13, is Chayev Misal Shem Seifer, is not in Yerushalayim. It's the whole earth is wrong. But in Yerushalayim, I don't know if it's Allah Mashim Sinai or it's a Pasuk. But the Ursameh, yes, what should be the difference? 
There's no logic to it. A child stole meat and wine. And he's eating and drinking. What's the difference if it's in Yerushalayim? Rabbi Yisai Dersameh says something that Pasha did so much to learn from this Dersameh. The Gemara says, on the Pasik, Su Shalim Asheichem Vinasu Pishayelam. The gates of the Beis Hamikdash should open. Viyavoi Melech Hakavoid. Pasha says, who's Melech Hakavoid? The Rabbi Shalim. The Gemara says, Mizeh Melech Hakavoid, Zerab Yechanan Ben Garbi. That was so special about Rabbi Yechanan Ben Garbi. Yerushalayim was full of Karbonis. Thousands, tens of thousands of Karbonis. And there's a din of Naiser. Not every family was able to finish eating. It's Achilles Kachim, Shal Mitzvah. So Rabbi and Garbi and other tzaddikim in Yerushalayim used to go from house to house and ask, do you have enough people to eat the Karbonis? We want to help you eat so that you don't come to Nisa, which is a lot. In other words, there was a tremendous amount of meat in Yerushalayim. You have to just picture it. Everyone, the whole Yerushalayim eating meat. If you think prime grill was something, this is at Yerushalayim. There's another Gemara. That when Am Yisrael brought up their Maishashayni, everyone had a vineyard. And it was hard to bring up the grapes. So they used to make wine from it. And they would bring it up to Yerushalayim. Rabbi said, you have to picture it. Everyone drinking one. The whole Elam, the whole Yerushalayim is on a high. Says there is a man. In a place where a child sees everyone eating and drinking. How could you have a pain on such a child? So what if, of course he wants meat and wine, everyone's doing it. In Yerushalayim, there's no din of pensament. And we're talking about hashtah from a mitzvah. Achilas kachim is a mitzvah. To drink wine of Maiseshani is a mitzvah. So Rav Zilberstein said, Kalvachleimah. Chil Shabbos. And when a child sees Chil Shabbos, how much it's mashpia on him. Rabbi Isai, we live in America today, which is not Mentes Shari Tuma, it's Nun Shari Tuma. Everything. Every billboard. You're selling peanut butter. You're selling cars. You're selling pens. Everything has to do with priests. There has to be priests in the book. What do our children see day and night? We as adults, what we see. I once heard from another Goggle that today a child sees one day what a person in the shtetl didn't see a lifetime. So how can we have kindness on a child? Is it a pillar that a, a girl 10 years old today who wants the latest fashion? That's what she sees. The home has to be the fortress of Tznius. That Tznius is beautiful. And Tznius does not only mean that the skirts are not long enough. 
The word tznius means not to stand out. You can be dressed according to halacha, and it's not, as Ravina said, it's not according to halacha. It's interesting that my Lewis writes that Rachel Imenu, her name was not Rachel. Lavon had no sons. So the Royim were the daughters. So Rachel, I'm sure she dressed tznius, but she didn't want a man to see her. So she always stood between the Rechelim. That she looked, when people looked, they said, oh, Rechela, a little Shepsel. That's how she got the name Rachel, from Hamalayim. The greatest challenge for a woman today, Rabbi Isai, is Tzniyus. No woman wants to feel. It's a word that I just learned this past week, I never knew it. But someone told me, I'm girls in, in school. It's hard for them to go tzniyistik because all the girls, many girls are fancy. <coughs> they don't want to be the neb. Do I got the word right? They don't want to be the neb of the class. No woman wants to feel in the eyes of her husband that she's a neb, that she's a nothing. She's inferior. Look, everyone's dressed beautifully. Rav Matis Solomon, the Mashiach in Lakewood, gathered the Avrechim last year in Lakewood. And he told them that many women told him that the reason why they don't dress Tzniyos, I don't know so much if that, that the husband actually told them, but they felt that if they won't dress that way, the men will look at others. It's tremendous insane for every girl, for every, for every mother. Rabbi Isai, the home has to be hermetically sealed from the hashpoyas or from outside. And that's why we're speaking to the men tonight. A man has to be mashpi in the house to his wife and his children. There's nothing greater beauty than a, a woman that goes tzniyistik. Tzniyist brings the whole brach in the house. To be proud of a girl who goes tzniyistik. That's a tremendous amount of, to, to invest in a child. That she should realize that. <coughs> Rabbi Isai, if a child goes to school, whether any girl's school, and the whole day she hears about Sneers and Kedusha, and she comes home, and the mother is not dressed that way, what message are you giving for your daughter? That everything the school is teaching is all sheker b'chazim. We're giving a mixed message to our children. And then it's no pella. I'm not talking halacha. Throw the halacha on the side. If we want nachas from our children, we have to be a role model. And this the husband has to fully support. It's a challenge. I don't know, I don't know how easy it is. I don't know if the men had such a challenge, would they be able to be aimed in such a challenge? To go out on the street and feel that you're inferior. Everyone is the latest fashion. And I'm going sneezing. How hard it is for a girl, for a woman. I don't know if everything supports. Support maybe is also the same film. That the house should have some kedusha. <coughs> but that's the chinuf. That we have to try to put in our houses. 
I, I told you, I said over my shul, that a woman before she comes to shul on Shabbos has to check herself from her shoes to her shekel. Is she the proper role model for all the girls in the community? You have to remember a girl who comes, a young girl, <coughs> 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and she comes to shul and she sees a woman in the latest fashions, or not sneezing. And she's a respected woman. So what does she say to herself? That this is the proper way. Look how she looks beautiful. And that's, in her mind, that's what she wants. Sometimes I think, who knows if it's a good idea to bring girls to shul. Maybe the best thing is to leave the girls at home. The Goyen's minion. The Vilna Goyen's minion. We're destroying our children, Rabbis. I'm not, I'm not Chazav Shalom, I'm Dalekav's women. It's just too much of a challenge. To go it alone, to go to a Simcha, we can't even go to Simcha's today. I would see, but I'm not dressed properly. It's not, everyone knows it. I'm not being Chazav Shalom. And I understand it. What, she's going to come, sneak to a wedding? Not the latest fashion and, and simple, while everyone is the latest fashion. That means you're, you're a neb, you're nothing. <coughs> Rabbi Isai, I'd like to end with just a word. My son called me up from Eretzisol, and he told me a word that he heard from one of the Gdailim. Rosh Hashanah, the first day Rosh Hashanah, we read the story of Leidas Yitzchak and Yishmoel and the sending away of Hagar. Second day is Akedas Yitzchak. Valdi Akedah. That we ask Rosh Hashanah that the Rabbeinu Shalom should be done us b'schus, b'schus Akedah. Which day is the more chashish day in Rosh Hashanah? The first day. So really the first day should be the Kriya of the Akedah. Rabbi Yisai By the Akedah it says, Vayel Chushneim Yachdav. Yitzhak went with his father together. Chazal tell us what's Yachdav. Yitzhak knew he's going to the Akedah. But he's worried that maybe he'll move the Shaz Bashkita. So he asked his father, Tata, tie me up well. That the Shrita should not be traced. What a high Madriga. But Rabbi Isai, how do you reach that Madriga? That a child should run to the Akeda. That's in the parsha of Hashem Paka the Sarah from the first day. When Sarah Imenu saw that Yishmoel was Mitzachik, and Rashi says that's Avoidis Chachlovim, and that's Gila Arayis. <coughs> And she told Avraham, my son is going to be influenced by that. That's the important part. That's why we read it the first day. Where there's the proper chinuch, then you can have a child who goes by Yehoshneim Yachtov. That they go together and he's worried about the shita. That's the Iker in life. We have to be mechanic homes. What is important? 
And as, as the Rabbonin said, to compliment our wives of Tznius and our daughters especially, and to speak to them, they shouldn't be influenced because of others. The Rabbeinu Shalom knows how to pay back to a person. My Rebbe always told The Rabbeinu Shalom, like Kabel Nishtabal Chayf, the Rabbeinu Shalom knows how to pay back for someone who's Mesa Nefesh. And this is Mesiris Nefesh from the women and the girls to dress seriously. Not less. Murder can Mesiris Nefesh. And we have to convince them that their Mesiris Nefesh is going to bring them Siyadat Shmaya in life. The right Shidduch, Parnassah, and children. Everything that we take for granted. This is not something easy. May the gathering here for the men, the women, as the Rabboni said, cannot do it alone. It's just too hard. And the husbands have to say openly that right, if it's not sneerstick, I'm not happy with it. It's not good for the home. It's not good for the children. I believe that if the wives will hear it from the men, they'll accept it. Because really, I know it's a big shout for who the, the women dress for. I believe that Sahakal, the women dress for the husband. And if a husband shows that the latest styles, the latest thing, it could be sneers, it could be long, but it's, it's not Sanua. You're standing out, everyone's looking at you. The husband gives it over. And that's our, that's our goal. That should be every husband's goal. Every father's goal. To instill in our families that sneers is the greatest thing in the world. Rabbi Sai, I heard this once from our friend. He said, when you go to the mailbox, you have to sort out the mail before you walk into the house. How many times in the mail you have the latest fashions? You're not allowed to have such a thing in the house. Tell the claimant to buy such a magazine. So the girl sees that, so she says to herself, this is important, this is important. You wrote say, we should all be, this has to be our Messias Nefesh. The women and the girls have the greatest Messias Nefesh. But now we have to show Messias Nefesh for our wives and children to somehow give over. And Hashem in that schools will be zeichet, the children, that we can say on them, Vayelchu Shneim Yachbov. I thought it would be a, I thought the crowd would be a little larger than it is. 
But you, you can see and you can tell by those that came the interest of what you have. They say every Monday in America, 70 years ago, every Monday, there were people that used to have a new job. Shabbos, they didn't come into work. Sunday, there was no work. And Monday, you could be able to go find a new job. Those people who was a Chmaisa Nefesh, and they came every, and they lost their jobs, if you look into who their children and their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren are, you can see their Rabbonim, their Rabbeim, their Mabitza Torah, their people who support Klal Yisrael, like we heard before, the Rabbi Yisrael like the shoulder. The Rabbi Yisrael remembers and sees everything that we all do. I want to elaborate a little bit what I heard before from Rabbi Weinam. The Maestro, the Eliyahu Chafetz Chaim, by the first Kinesia HaGadoyla, about 85, 90 years ago, in, in, uh, in uh, Poland, I think it was actually in Germany, or it was the second one, the first one, the Eliyahu Chafetz Chaim was there. And it, it had a tumult between the Askanim, the people that were setting up the Mesibah, if the women, there's this Nashim where the women are sitting, if it needs a Mechitza or not, since it was high up. And the question was, if you need a Mechitza, so there was argument. Some said that they're not going to be able to see it, they're not going to be able to, to you know, to, 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 uh, to even start it enough and, and to see what's going on. And others said, how can you do it without a Mechitza? So they were arguing and they decided, we have the Kohen Gadol here, the Heli Chofetz Chaim, we can ask the Chofetz Chaim what he feels. And they came to the Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim, they told the Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim says, listen, of course, this is not a basic nesis, it's not a mochim of, uh, of a suda even, it's not a mochim of a kalas rosh chas v'sholem, l'choyra we can maybe say that al pi'alocha, that you don't have to. So one side, of course, was getting all excited. So then came the but. He says, but, I want to tell you something, like we read before, not everything is halacha. He says, I want to tell you something. The only time that the Torah Gdash tells us that the Shov Mechrecho is by the Pasuk Lagira Bechoeva's Dova, the Shov Mechrecho. We're making an investment over here where we're trying to build up Klali Sroh. Those fires burning at that time in Klali Sroh, and unfortunately there are fires burning today in Klali Sroh. We're trying to come together to, to shut off some of the fires in Klali Sroh. The more we are Moise Bekedusha, the more the Rabbani Shalom is coming closer to us. The more we are going away from Kedusha is Rishav Machrechon. The Torah is all over the place. Any Avera, it could be a Machal Shabbos, Chaz Sholem, Hashoich and Itam, Tuk Tumas, and said the Chafetz Chaim. Any Tumor you have, the Rabbani Shalom is still around and still next to you. But when it comes to the Indian of lack of Tzniyas, or Indian of Kedusha, of such an Indian, then the Rabbani Shalom is Rishav Machrechon. Said the Chafetz Chaim, we don't want the Rabbani Shalom to be Shav Machrechon. We want the Rabbi Yisham to be here, and maybe we should have him here, we should set the Mechitzas properly. And Rabbi Don said, well, those angles look added on, he said that from here you see a tremendous message. You see that the more we add on, and the more hummus we do, and not always after even the halacha, the more fifth chalik of Shulchan Aruch that we do, we, the more reward we're going to get, the more nachas we will see, the more nachas we're going to see, the more panasa we're going to see, the more the, 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 we'll have a Yiddish shoot, everybody knows, we all know, we have in the Shama, we all know 
We all, if we walk out into a room, I'm only used to be able to go into a car, and you have to make a little bit of a zboinus and think about something, where you are, how to make money, where you're holding life, and davening, you're learning today. We're in a world which is mamish, the text, internet, cell phone world, like I said, we don't even know when we're in Bismedris, when we're eating, when we're working, when we're going out. We don't, we don't know nothing. We're one shtick bilbul. We, uh, coming, going, going, coming. We have no idea what's going on because of the dumb phones, that I, you know, the smartphones. I think the dumb phones are mamish made a churban, a churban in our life, a tremendous, tremendous churban. Which, <coughs> we're, we're in the matzah today, we're, we're uh, as much as we know the Indian of Tzniris, that we need chizik, but b'chlal, the whole, the whole Indian, the way we're built, our ruchnias, our davening, our learning, our Torah, that we used to have to be able to fight the streets. We're able to go strong in the shul, strong in the bismarck, and then go out there and fight the world. Today, unfortunately, we go and we bring the Yitzhar into the bismarck. We bring that cell phone, we bring that internet, we bring the thing. People stand there, oh, new and milk, texting, you see milk, and milk go on. It's a chil Hashem, besides the chil Hashem, it's an Indian where everything becomes one big joke to you. Everything is a joke. Everyone from the most serious people, from the most foolish people, everybody one to the other, everything one becomes one big joke. And the male people are so vulnerable and they're so weak and they can't fight what's going on. And today it's the time on, 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 on it, like I say, not so much the time on women because I truly and firmly believe the way Rabbi said that 90% of it comes really from the men, not from the women. I believe, my belief is always that um, naturally women don't really have such a Sahara. Men have a Yetzirah. Women, if you put into them a Yetzirah, they'll have a good Yetzirah. In the middle, it's, they have the Yetzirah because of the men. And they feel that that's what the men want. And that's what they want from them. In the middle, that's the way, that's the, that's the way, they're, uh, that's the way they're corresponding to it. But we really have to um, realize that us, men, are very weak. And when women go out there, people are not strong. Unfortunately, in our communities, we know what's going on. All of us know that many homes where people, whether it's children that are lost, or whether the couples that got divorced, those that know a little bit, I'm sure everybody knows of one story, two stories, unfortunately I know of more than five or six stories in the last three years, of different stories, of different families, of different people that live next to each other, of different stories, where does this come from? Where does this come from? We have to realize the Indian of Sinias is not just the way we dress, it's the way we look at each other, the way we talk to Yenna's wife, what are you talking, what are you standing so close next to someone else's wife? Why are you going out together? People going out to see in one restaurant, five couples, one around the other, one standing. What does that bring to? It brings to, to the worst of areas, and unfortunately to what's going on. And maybe all that is something we have, to, we have to work on. We have to understand. Even, even going, people, people think I'm crazy when I say that. Even going to someone's house and eating by them, also you're looking for service. Yen it cooks better, yen it looks better, yen it's this better, and then unfortunately that's where it all starts. But that's the way it is, I don't get threatened. But going out to a restaurant together, standing together, you stand next to her, the way you talk to a woman, you call a woman by her first name. All these things are things that slowly bring you to the worst, worst of areas. These are stuff that have to come from us, and it's really much more the work on us. There's no question about it. They all want, they all want to be Yiddish mamas. They all want to have Yiddish children. When you go into that room, and like I said, that we don't have today, but please, before you kip go into that room for five or ten minutes, close that cell phone, and think to yourself who you really want to be, and what you want your children to look like. 
Do you want to have it from generation? Do you want to be from Baruch Hashem? The first time by coming over here shows that you want to be from those people that have every Monday a new job. So if you want to be from those people, then let's start doing something. And something has to be done with Messias Nefesh. Something has to do. He said that the trains are going out to Auschwitz. They're going one by one out to Auschwitz now. Unfortunately, with the internet, with the, what's going on? We need so much siyat of the Shemaya. You can have there people who don't have no web and no cells and, no, and, they're, and they're losing children. The answer is there's only one halach. There's, there's, there's something about building kibbutz in your house, building a simchas achayim, of course, on your table, getting your children to understand and appreciate and be happy of their Yiddishkeit. But you, you, we, we gotta we gotta build it up very strongly. And the only way we can fight this, the only way is by building our home, by building our, 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 our homes properly, that's the only way we can fight, we can fight, we can fight this. And by thinking for a couple of minutes what we're trying to do and raise children, and be zoichet to children and grandchildren, who are born of and mitzvahs, it's not so poshut, it's not poshut. There's so many homes, it's not poshut, baruchni is what's going on. And it's something that we have to do by serious nefesh. It has to be, whether it's on, on whether it has to do with, with phones and online, or what it has to do, the way we, our, our encouraging our women, the way they dress, the way we go, the way we look at, the way we think. These are Chaim HaKadosh Apashos Afrimus. The Chaim says that he writes this, he says, every mitzvah in the Torah, it's possible to keep to that mitzvah. A person can control himself on Geneva. He can control himself on any Avera. There's one Avera a person can't control himself. He says it's on Arayas. On Znus, he says he says, when a person, the Torah gave us a to watch over your eyes and your machshavah, someone that looks at not modest women or, or boards or computers or whatever it is, and he says, if, whether, you look, whether you think, or even if you don't think, and you just look, it, 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 it puts in such a tight and a cheshit that's not even in your control to control yourself. He says, it's the only aver that a person can't control. He says, where you put control is, where before it starts. That's when you put control yourself. And that's what we have to be careful. Realize that Christ we carry, the way our women are dressed, realize that Christ that we're going to have to give them the chesed. I'll conclude with the story, one of my favorite stories, of Rebdan Segal, who Zayn said over, that he went once to visit in Vienna. There was a familiar in Europe, the way he used to work, they used to have in every town, they used to have something called the memo book, where they used to um, keep every family records when every family was born, the bar mitzvah, the bris, or any major event that happened. And he was looking through this, the book in Wien, and he sees over there a story about a family, about this, this um, Schiffer family. There was a story a little bit over a hundred years ago, where there was a girl, she had a beautiful voice, and she was very talented, and in the school she was very famous, and uh, the, the reform didn't heard about her at the time, and they got a hold of her and told her that, you know, come with us. And they used to have these choirs that used to go around from town to town. And they told her, you'll become famous. The papers will write about you, and you'll uh, make a lot of money. And they tried and tried and tried. And until she went and told her parents that, you know, I'm still from, I'm still, uh, I'm Shabbos or whatever. You know what I mean? I'll try to dismiss it. But you know what I mean? This is, this is a tremendous offer that I can't decline. So the parents were crying to please Hashem the worst thing, the worst nightmare, and said Gonish Gahofim. So they went to their Rav over there. They went to their Rav who was a Shlomer Bamgarten, a friend of Rav. There was a Rav down in Vienna, and he tried talking to her. There was nobody home. 
He said, let me be Miyayi to go to the Kapishna Sarebbe, the Bitsukmeya, Zukhan of Rochom. He was then living in Vin in 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 and he said, let, 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 go to the Rebbe. See, he went to the Rebbe, he was crying to the Rebbe. The Rebbe said, call the girl in. He called the girl, the girl comes in, and the Rebbe starts talking to her, and there's no one home. He closes his eyes, and he thinks for a few seconds. And he says, listen to me carefully. He says, what's the reason? Why are you so into this? He said, what do you mean? I've become so famous, and everyone's going to know about me. She says, listen to me. I have an offer to make you. If you are going to stop right now, and you're not going to start with this whole thing, then I promise you, you're going to have a son that will be very famous, and will be a manik and a goggle and a place of Kadar. And she heard that offer, still as a from girl, so she said, I'm asking. She said, I repeat over, you will have a son that will be a goggle and a manik Kadar. This is a little over a hundred years ago, and Abdul Segal was wondering, he saw the story, he decided he has to make some research to see who's this story. And he did research and he found out that Harav Agoyen, Reb Shmuel Bozlitz, was his own mother's last name was Shifra. And he was Mavara the story, and he came into Rav with the story, telling him that he, that about this whole thing that says over there, and he wanted to know if this is, if this is, uh, if, if it's true, if he knows anything about it. So Rav reply was, he said, he says, listen, my mother never told me the story. But one thing my mother told me, that you should know, Shmiel, is us learning, you should learn in Zan and El You have no idea, what I was macro for you, what I gave away in my life, to be able to have you, and to be able to raise you. You have no idea what I gave away. Rav is something, I don't know if you can remember in history, anyone to be zeich to over 3,000 Talmidim, to over 400 Talmidim Rabbanim, royals all over the world, to have such an empire, the Zun, to his high 90s, to have almost Kenayna, almost on the sixth generation, to have Azar Brocha, to have, is, is, is something that, 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 that we don't find. The answer is because she did it with mysterious Nefesh. It's not time to talk, it's time to do. We have to do something. Everyone, let it be small things. Let's work on ourselves on small things. Take small things in your hands, the way you go, the way you go out, the way you look to, at someone else's wife, the way you talk to someone. It doesn't bring good to none of us, mamish to none of us. Memela, through that, the Rabbi Yishon, this Knesia, Shetak could be like all those Yidin that were Zaychet every Monday to the new job. We should all of us be Zaychet to this year, to the new year, the Machasim Ataiva, which is Zaychet, only to Simcha and Achas, to have Parnasnach of the Sadas, to see the Bonim of the Bonim, always give it to the Mitzvahs, which is Zaychet to see the Gulish Shalom. I believe I'm the last speaker before the Mari Astro, so I'm just giving you the agenda. The oval told me before I got up here that Marv was about 10.30, so I go a little bit long. You did say that. So just in my Shabbat Shubit Joshua, I said the Aftaira says, There's certain words, there's certain marching words, I would call it, that should come from this event, if we walk out of the night of the Leil Osiris with this is Iris, with actual tangible words, actual tangible ideas, then in the end, as all the Osiris ebbs and fades, our Achrayis 
is to a royal site of a kukulo, no pun intended, yajar asma minayayin. That a person, when they have this arteries, has to at that point in time implement it. So I would like to go through this quick chazar of some of the kahui machem devarim, those who preceded me. I appreciate the opening that the Maradaster gave in his very explicit and honest evaluation that we all needed to hear. Additionally, spoke as to our responsibility to support our wives. Number the Rabbanim spoke about the concept of contradictions in our lives and how the mixed messages we're giving to our children. Rabbi Berg expressed the concept that we're living in the door of the Nun Shahari Tum. I want to explain what the Mephorshim, some Mephorshim explain what that Nun Shahar is and why perhaps how apropos of his statement is. What is the Chiddush? Klal Yisrael were halolu ov de avodazar, halolu ov de avodazar. Klal Yisrael had reached the depths of depravity in Mitzrayim. So what is this 50th level? So with this, many times I've heard him quote, the 50th level is nistab, which means there's no difference. You do not see a chilek on an external avoider between the 49th level and the 50th level. The 50th level was when Klausel would have given up. Klausel were being oivde avodazara, they were being oivde alisurim, they kept their lomoshana, their maldosh, they didn't change the shayna. What did they not do? They still related to a higher aspiration. The Malbush and their names expressed a higher hope. Fiftieth level of Tumah is a statement that I gave up. I tell the story, it's one of my favorite stories. As a kid, I used to see a contradiction. So to go into the family, my family would go into McDovitt's, and we'd go, go to the restaurant, we would order three hamburgers, four hot dogs, french fries, southern fried chicken, and a diet coke. Because we're all on diets. It didn't make any sense to me. When I was talking 175 pounds, it didn't make sense. And it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Until I put 50 pounds on, and I went to the store, and I ordered two hamburgers, a hot dog, and a diet coke. What's the diet coke? The diet coke is that I'm not missed up. I haven't given up. The moment you totally give up, then it's not 40 pounds and you're not battling it anymore, then it's 300 pounds. And I have family members, I know. It's a difference, it's an idea. The 50th level of Tumah is Nista. The idea of speaking to the importance of the contradictions, I believe many of the Rabbanim have perhaps broken that veil of Nista. It's broken through this evening as to, okay, I'll listen. Now, I agree wholeheartedly with the importance of the messages to our children. Shabbat Shuvah I said similarly, Tversky explained the reason for the breakdown of authority <coughs> in our classrooms, authority towards our parents, authority towards just interaction, the basic breakdown he said, is in the Tohoko, Shalavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichavichav
own opinion and is getting the father's new approach to a whole new world and is not hearing Sekenech of the young he's not hearing Messiah, but he's hearing conflict, contradictions. And in the end, he, hears, he thinks, well, my father doesn't listen to his opinion. My father is not a Baal Messiah, so what do I have to listen to him? And contradictions, and this is how he explains, he sees the, the parent, the children see the lack of respect of authority. And every time you tell a child, well, the yeshiva says this, you don't have to listen to that. Uh, well, we're in a different zip code, in a different state, and in Florida, for some reason, those rules don't apply. That doesn't make any sense. The children know it doesn't make any sense, and that contradiction breaks the entire essence of Messiah. So I believe to the Rabbanim, I agree to that. So that's also, in my mind, though, that's breaking through the Nisan. It's breaking through the concept of, I've got an ear. But I want to go to, what's the cause? What is the basic cause of lack of sins? I agree that there's many aspects that are, we as the husbands are, are responsible, as Robert Bush spoke, spoke that so eloquently, and Robert Richard. We can't walk in and say, if we ourselves are perhaps, and I'll say it, are watching television in which there are inappropriate images coming across. And if the wives see us perhaps going to movie theaters or going to things that are not being shown by our own inayim, the wives see the contradictions also and say, don't come home and be so from on my expense. So what is the underlying principle? If I would open up the Sefer, the Aron Kaidish, and I take out a Sefer Torah, and the Garko, the mantle around the Sefer Torah was too tight, and you saw it was twisted, it was like this, I think most people would fix it. If we recognize that we are at Salam el and we are if the Rebbeinishachim walked in, and you saw somebody took the Rebbeinishachim, and dressed them in a way that is far inappropriate, he would go, huh, and we'd all be shocked. The problem is, and as Rabbi Vaughn had laid it on the Rebbe, and my wife, after my Rabbi Shufa of Joshua came home and said, Ari, why are you talking about contradictions as it applies to your children? Contradictions make a problem for ourselves because we feel a lack of fulfillment within our avoidance Hashem. We see the contradictions. We are lacking in the excitement of avoidance Hashem. We don't see ourselves as a Tzalem Our challenge is to support our wives in saying, this is our joint Avodah Hashem. You are a Tzalem If you walked in and you saw, Ramesha Feinstein's wife dressed as Hashem, you'd be at it. Why? Because you put Ramesha Feinstein on the pedestal. You're a chelet elokah mimal, nothing less at all. If you have that appreciation, if we have that appreciation, and recognize I am a walking 
Evet Hashem, then these things would not necessarily be a challenge. Of course, let me change it. They will always be a challenge. But you will understand that I'm a major league player. I can do it. No, I didn't mean it. Play. Bad choice of words. Very bad choice of words. I am a talent. I am able. I have a kayak. I am a kayak to be able to rise up against the 49 levels of Tumba. I appreciate tremendously what Rabbi Richard said. I've spoken numerous times as to how Sneas plays in a family structure. How interaction, not necessarily only a thing flows. My father said in his Shabbat Shuvah Joshua that when we say Al Chait, we say, So he asked, if we say what we did, why did we then introduce it with an intro called Khatasi Avisi Pashati? Those are three different levels. Shaivik Mazid. Why if I know what I did, so I will list which ones are Khatam, which one are Pashaim, why do I list all three at top? Because in our natural relationships, in the end, never when family structure breaks down, we all claim that we're a pushay. Uh, we're an artist. But the ultimate al-hate is to admit that we're no gay or and we don't really have an honest, truthfully know whether we were an Imus or, 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 or a Mason. Because the Emes is, we were a Hosea, and there's a Pisca Tshuva in Yeridea that says an Imer Mutter very often is a Mason. It's a Shailam, a person, in many different cases, Kroshat. In Dine Tzmias, an Imer Mutter is a Mason. Why? Because we get the messages. The Gedalim come and say, keep the internet out of the house, or however it should be structured within the house. I know better. Then, uh, if the ravages of the internet happen within your home, you stand up and say, I'm an Inus. No, you're not. You at your Al-Khayt might be saying that you were an Inus. But, if you were listening to Shalavich v'yagetcha, in the beginning you were amazing in choosing to be able to let it into your home. We have to recognize the underpinnings, using the terminology that Rabbi Teichman said, the underpinnings of the challenges. And yes, it's good if we need to be able to look at the contradictions of our children. We have to look at our structure of our home. Those are the things to get us to listen. But we have to understand the basic principle is that we have to find an excitement in Avodah Hashem. Why are the challenges in davening? A rogue guy has to stand up and scream about davening. It's not because they're not listening to the rogue. It's because they're not enjoying or not finding kiyum in davening. The, uh, the basic principle of all problems is the person is not finding success and excitement and self-esteem within their avodah. Our job is to take a 16-year-old girl who are replete with self-image problems. And if we're going to simply legislate Silius on them, you're going to have a problem because why are they doing it? It is a self-esteem issue. If we understand that we have to help them, 
Make sure they're successful in school. Make sure they find and see the Tzalma Kim in themselves. Then you will be Matzliach to be able to then, they will say, I'm better than this. We want to be able to make the excitement of sins, the feeling of being able to be successful to come from within. In that case, we should, every child, as Rabbi, um, Rabbi Bird said, before you go to shul, you're entering into the house of the Rebbeinishai. You're a chelot al Is this the way you would want to go? Is this the way you want you present yourself? I think that, present yourself. Yes, an adult woman, is she presenting herself as a Barbie doll? Or is she presenting herself as an Icarus Abayis? If we go ahead and give them the self-esteem that they realize, as Rabbi Varnas says, you come home and you talk to them for 15 minutes, having the Akharas for the serious nefesh that they have every day to make sure our kids go to school and make them realize that they're a Vaitis Hashem and what they are accomplishing. So that therefore they do not find their self-esteem by their physical expressions. Then we'll be able to be Matzliach. We should be Zaycher. That, as it says, Shalavicha v'yaget, Zekenech v'yom mulach. That the Zekenim, that in the end, as the, as the Navi says, that the Yerchobos Yushalayim will be filled with those Zekenim again. And we'll hear the call, Neschus, of each and every one of us realizing that we are at Selim Elokim, we'll be able to be Zaycher to Gulashayim there. In a few minutes, good news is there are a lot of very hush of a people here, and we have work to do. And three things have to happen when we leave. Number one, you have to get home tonight. Hopefully, your wives will be awake. To speak to them tonight. Push it off to tomorrow night, and then it's already Arab Yom Kippur. Start the conversation. Number two, what was discussing as we were planning the event, it was a fear that many of the people who need to hear this aren't going to be here. It's always a problem. That doesn't mean everybody is not here is now pegged as the, uh, as the Russian Russia of the Gehilla. That's not what I mean. But there was a fear that as many people, we have a nice item over here, but it's not everybody. It's a very sensitive topic. And I understand that you can't talk to anybody about this, but everybody here has chaverim and close to chaverim. The biggest favor you could do for a chaver, the men to the men. If they're not here, share with them what was spoken about, and say, you know what, we're going to do this as a team. I'm going to try to raise the bar. You're going to try to raise the bar. The problem, all that I'm going to spoke about, is that if only 50% of the people do it, they're going to look at the other people and say, well, they're cutting edge, and I can't do this. So if it's not collective, and if it's not a powerful force going forward, it's not going to work, which means everybody has to take upon themselves to reach one or two people that weren't here, and tell them that this is serious, this is crucial. And if we don't do something about it and change directions in a very sharp right turn, we're not going to, Rahmanul Islam, have the level of nachas that we're all dominating for. 
So it's a personal Christ our bottom can only reach so many people. Pick one or two friends, share it with them. You take a friend that is here, what are we doing about it? Friend that's not here, this is what we said. What do you think we could do about this? So your wife, your friends, and last but not least, there will be, in all probability, some level of dispute between the husband and the wife. After you talk about, okay, what are we doing? What's acceptable? What's not? Halachically, hashtagically, in surah. That's why you have Rabbanim. After Achwek Chesakel, when everybody's now into it, that they really want to do the right thing, everybody needs some adrochas. If there is a machlekes and there's a sifsuch and you need a nice sifsuch, what do we do? We need a tiebreaker. There is das teira, and everybody has to seek it. And Mitzvah Shem with this will be zeicha to a gemara chesim the table. Dav Meir in three minutes. What? Don't fight. Just I said sifsuch, a nice sifsuch.